Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Dear Heavenly Father, Father God, I come to you today and I ask that you bless the reading of your word today. I ask that you open the ears that they may hear and the eyes that they may see. Watch over us, lead us, guide us, and direct us. Show us where you have us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll freak y'all out today. Y'all ready? I'm going to blow y'all's minds. We're going to go to Deuteronomy. That's Deuteronomy. Old Testament, but good words. Deuteronomy 32. Huh? <laughs> Don't aggravate me this morning. Aggravating me would not be a good quality this morning. Y'all there? Half of you there? Amen. Thirty-two. 32. Deuteronomy 32, verse 1. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew on the raindrops, on the tender herbs, and as a shower on the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to other God, to our God. Is that our God? I'm paying attention. Y'all are looking. Okay. Ascribe greatness to our God. What does that mean? What does it mean? What does it really mean to ascribe Him Glory. Is it just praise? Is it praise only? What is what is God's glory? What does God deserve? Everything we have, not just the glory, but also the sorrow. Not also the sorrow, but the hurts. Not the hurts, but also the good things in our lives. We should be giving Him everything we have. Every emotion we feel, everything that happens in our lives should be... I'm going to rephrase that. It's not should be. It must be. We must give Him glory in everything in our lives. How easy is it to give God praise and worship when everything's going right? When you've got everything going your way, it's easy, ain't it? It's good to celebrate. But what about when things ain't going so well? We should. But what do we really do? We curse Him. We blame Him. We get mad at Him. And we... The most famous thing we always do. God, why are you doing that to me? 
Why do we think that everything bad comes from God? Good question, huh? Why do we think that everything bad happens because of God? It's not really a rhetorical question. I mean, it's a question that I'm asking you, but I'm asking you to think about this. Why does everything in your life that turns out bad, God's fault? Have you thought about that ever before? Have you ever thought about the answer to that? Why is everything God's fault? Because we can't take responsibility for anything, can we? Oh, the other excuse we use when things go really bad. Well, look what the devil did to me. Look what the devil's doing in my life. Let me tell you something, folks. If the devil has that much control in your life, get up to them altars and give your life to Christ. Because the devil has no power over you. The devil has no authority in your life whatsoever. You know why I know he knows why I know that? Because Christ went on the cross and died on the cross. And was buried in a tomb. For three days. He defeated the devil. And not only did he defeat the devil, can I tell you the devil don't even have keys to his own house? Why do you let him in yours if he don't have keys to his? He don't have nowhere to live. <laughs> we all got the answers, don't we? We all know that. We all talk it. But how many of us are actually living it? How many of us are actually saying, Devil, get out of my house. You don't belong here. Devil, get out of my car. You don't belong here. Devil, get off my motorcycle. There sure ain't enough room on, you on, on here for you. There ain't enough room in my life for the devil. Oh, and then who's the next thing that we blame when everything goes wrong? Who else do we blame? Everybody else. It's somebody else's fault because you didn't get up this morning. It's somebody else's fault because your tire's flat. It's somebody else's fault that your coffee's cold. I'm telling you, it's somebody else's fault. Right? Am I looking at y'all and saying, mm-hmm? Uh-huh. You know why I know that I know that y'all think it's everybody else's fault? Because I've heard it. I've heard you say it. I've heard you do it. It ain't never my fault because my life is upside down. Somebody else caused my life to be upside down. Oh, I could preach on that for a while, couldn't I? I could preach on that for a little while. Because we're always looking for somebody else to blame. Now, here's what should happen. You ready? He is the rock. His work is perfect. Ooh, for all his ways are just. And God of truth and without injustice. Righteousness, righteous and upright is he. Who are they talking about? 
Who are they talking about? That's again. Who are they talking about? God. If His ways is righteous and His ways are upright and everything He does is perfect, what's your excuse? What's your excuse? Your excuse is, I didn't turn it over to God. I didn't let God handle it. I didn't put it in God's hands. And I'm trying to I'm trying to do it on my own without bothering him. Guys, let me tell you something. God is perfect. He doesn't make garbage. He doesn't make mistakes. And he doesn't make things not real. Oh, but JR, you don't understand. My finances is terrible because my job don't pay me enough. My household is upside down because my kids don't know how to behave. I can't control my husband because he won't do what I tell him to. My wife doesn't do everything I want her to, and I'm mad at her. Suck it up, buttercups. Suck it up, buttercups. It's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to start realizing that life ain't all about you. It's about God, and if we put God first in our homes, in our houses, in our jobs, in our finances, in all the things of our life, God is perfect. God is just. And what will happen if we learn to depend on Him instead of us? What's the book say about it? What does the book say? They have corrupted themselves. They are not his children. Because of their blemish, a, preserve, a perverse and crooked generation, do you thus deal with the Lord? O foolish and unwise people, he is not your father who brought you. Is he, well, God, God I can't read today. Is he not your father who brought you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you. Who am I supposed to ask what to do? Who am I supposed to listen to about what to do? How about what I understand? What about what I think? What about what Jr. thinks? What about what the president thinks, or the Congress thinks, or this, the mayor? Doesn't matter, does it? It's what God says is what's just and righteous. I guarantee you, not every mayor, every governor, or every president, or every congressperson, or anybody else is always just and right. They're flesh. They're wrapped in flesh. Your pastor is not perfect. I know that's hard for you to believe. But he's not perfect. Because I deal with the same things you deal with every day. I have flesh. 
I have desires. I have anxiety. I have all the things that you deal with. But then again, I have a little bit more than you do. Because I got all yours too. <laughs> Y'all want mine for a while? Yeah, let's trade. <clears throat> but the reality to it is, my pressures are not all that bad. They're really not all that bad. You know why? Because when I get something going on in my head that I can't deal with or I can't figure out, I do one thing. I go in here and I find out what God says about it. I learn what God says I should do with it. Why do I do that, guys? It's what I have to base my life on. I go to the person that created me before I was even conceived. Oh, I just answered the question, didn't I? When did your life begin? Before you were even conceived, your life began. So people that don't understand when life starts, God said He knew you before you ever formed in your mother's womb. Life was already going before you were conceived. we got tons of problems in this world, don't we? All kinds of stuff going on. You know that our solution to a lot of our problems may have been born in 1972, 73, 74, 75, 76, and on up. But somebody killed him before he was ever born. Because God created somebody to take care of a specific problem. They could do it better than anybody else. How do we know we didn't kill that person? Every person is born with a purpose. God's purpose. Oh, what about the people who don't believe in God? They're still born with a purpose. It's up to them to find out who God is and change their thinking and find out what God's purpose for them is. Everybody has a purpose. There's not a thing on this earth that God didn't have a purpose for. Do we use those purposes for the right thing sometimes? Not enough. Okay. Here we go again. I'm breathing hard this morning for some reason. I don't know why. Seems like the further I move the mic, the harder I breathe. Ask your father and he will show you. The elders and they will tell you. When the Most High divided their inheritance into the nations, when he separated the sons of Abraham, Adam, I was close, according to the number of the children of Israel, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in the desert land and in the wasteland, in the howling wilderness, and he encircled him, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. Who could he be talking about? Who could he actually be talking about? Everybody in the room, put your right hand up in the air and say, Me. 
He could find you in your desert. He could find you in your wilderness. He could find you in your desolate place. And he give you instruction. And you could become the apple of his eye. Isn't that cool? He could do it for Jacob. Can he do it for you? He could do it for Moses. Could he do it for you? He could do it for Isaac. Could he do it for you? I'll give you a little secret. Not only could he, he will. He will make you what he intends you to be if you allow him to. Oh, I just said a big word, didn't I? You have to allow him to do his work in you. And that means you got to stop arguing. you got to stop saying, not me, Lord. Not today, God. we got to stop being disobedient, people. <sighs> As an eagle stares up, stirs up in the, its nest, hover over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on his wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign god with him. Oh, did y'all hear what I just said? No foreign god. Where is your foreign god? Who is your foreign god? Who's your foreign god? Anything you put before God is your God. Anything you put before God becomes your God. How many things do we put before God sometimes? How many things should we put before God? What does everything belong to? Who do we belong to? So why do we put anything above Him? Why do we put anything in front of Him? I'm getting tired of hearing that because we're a human thing. I'll tell you why we do it. Because we're stupid. I'm just going to say it the way it is. Because we're stupid. We don't take the Word of God and look at it and say, God said don't do this. Some are going to do it just because He told them not to. Right? Kids, ain't that the way you do your parents? They tell you not to do something, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to go do it to show them I can. Can you tell me I can't do that, my golly? I'll show you. And then when they bust your butt or take your phone or ground you, my mom and daddy are so mean. Build a bridge, cupcake. And get over it because it's going to happen more and more. Should have happened a whole lot more than it has. Even in my generation, should have happened a whole lot more than what it did. But I was a rebellious little stinker. He made him ride in the heights of the earth, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rocks, and oil from the from the flake, flinty rock. Curds from the cattle and milk from the flock, with fat of lambs and rams of the breed of bison and goats, with the choicest wheats, 
and you drink wine, the blood of the grapes. Ooh, I'm going to try to say this word. I'm probably going to mess it all up. So, Jerusalem, Jerusalem grew fat and kicked. And grew fat, you grew, you grew thick. That's a new word for fat, y'all, thick. <laughs> you are obese. Then he forsake God who made him and scornfully esteemed the rock of salvation, of his salvation. Hmm. They provoked him to jealousy with foreign gods, and with abominations they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to God. To God's, little g, they did not know. And to new gods, new arrivals, that are your father did not fear. Are the rock who forgot you, you are unmindful. And have forgotten the God who fathered you. Ooh. How many of us do that occasionally? How many of us do that on too many occasions? We forget who God is. And we forget who's over us. And we forget who sent his son to pay the price for our sins. We live as if he didn't exist. We serve others as he didn't show us how to serve. We treat other people with abandonment. We treat other people with disgrace and discouragement. We judge people. We take God's place in life. Don't we? We put ourselves in His job and then get angry because we don't get our way. Guys, I know this probably sounds really foreign to y'all and really weird to y'all. What's J.R. doing preaching about all of this? He don't normally preach about that kind of stuff. But yeah, I've been preaching about this kind of stuff for 13 years. I use different words. Obedient. Righteous. Different words. But Deuteronomy here puts it plain out simple, don't they? We forget who our Father is. And we forget who we serve. And we try to do it our way, not His way. And when everything falls apart, it's His fault. <laughs> Isn't that redundant? We're doing the wrong. We're doing stuff not the right way. And we blame God for it. It's crazy, isn't it? We're crazy people, aren't we? But how many of us in this room has not blamed God for something tragic that happened in our life because we weren't doing what we were supposed to do in the first place? Oh, it'd be easy for me to blame my addiction on my parents, my friends, my upbringing, my surroundings. It would be easy to bring, blame my anger 
one of the people. Well, you made me mad. You mistreated me. You didn't do me right. You, you made fun of me because of something about my life. You, 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 you. But who is responsible for my feelings? Who's responsible to control my anger? Who's responsible to, to receive what I have to receive? It's me. And when I don't do it, whose fault is it? It's my fault, ain't it? So when you're sitting at home and you're all down in the mouth, oh, nobody likes me, nobody cares about me, nobody loves me, I ain't got nothing, nobody cares nothing about what I got. Maybe you need to look deep down inside. And maybe you need to look at the source of where it comes from. Does your stuff come from other people? Does your happiness revolve around what other people do? Does your salvation come from other people? Where does it come from? It comes from God. So put God first. Put God first. Don't put Pastor Jr. first. Don't put Annie first. Don't put Michelle first. Don't put anybody first. Put God first. When you put God first, how can you be let down? If God is your source, how can you blame somebody else for not doing what you told them to? It's easy to blame others, isn't it? It's not so easy to blame yourself, though, is it? Your stuff might influence other people. One of, one of the most aggravating comments I hear from people all around the world, all around everywhere, I don't care what other people think about me. If you don't care what other people think about you, if you really don't care what everybody thinks about you, why are you mad? Why are you upset? Why are you upset because somebody don't like you? If you don't care, what difference does it make? The reality is, the Bible tells us that God said love everybody the way you want to be loved. So if I don't want you loving me and I want to be hateful and mean and mouthy and unterrible, if that's the way I treat you, what are you going to treat me? I asked for it, didn't I? Because I'm supposed to love you the way God loved me. You're supposed to love me the way God loves you. And if we learn to love the way God loves, there is no fault, scissor. There is no blame. Oh, it would be a beautiful world to live in. i got to find where I was. I ain't on 19 yet. I ain't got that far. I know that. Am I? Really? Wow. And when the Lord saw it, he spawned them because of the provocation of his son and his, and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. That's a scary thought. I will see what their ends will be.
for they are perverse generation, children in whom is no faith. They have provoked me to jealousy and what is not God. They have moved me to anger with their foolish idols. With their what? Foolish idols. Take them off. But I will provoke them to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move them to anger by a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in my anger and shall burn to the lowest hell. It shall consume the earth, her incense, and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters upon them. I will spread, spin my arrows on them and shall be wasted with hunger, devoured by pestilence, bitter destruction. I will also send against them the teeth of the beast with the poison of the serpents of the dust. The sword shall destroy outside. There shall be terror within for the young men in, in virgin and the nursing child with a man of gray hair. I, will, I would have said I will dash them in pieces. I will make them a memory of them and cause them among men. What's he telling us, guys? Can y'all relate that to 2021? This is Deuteronomy. This is back... Tony, tell me when Deuteronomy was written. You probably know. B.C.? B.C. something another? Way before Christ was even born. He told us what 2021 was going to look like. You know what that's called? It's called a prophecy. You know what's really sad? It came true. And why did it come true? No, it's not the earth. It's the people on the earth not doing what God told them to do in the first place. People turn to God. They turn to money. They turn to cars. They turn to fancy living. They set goals for themselves that God didn't intend us to have. And what's going to turn 2021? What would turn this whole world around? You want me to answer it for you real simple? Turn from your wicked and evil ways. Pray unto God, and I will hear you, and I will heal your land. Simple, ain't it? So simple, nobody does it. We still got evilness. We still got wicked ways. We still get angry at people. We still make fun of things we don't understand. And we still walk around going, when we know better. Am I right? So, what's Jail's famous words? Build a bridge and get over it. And suck it up, Buttercup. Turn from your evil ways and start praying to God for salvation. Start turning your life over to God. Start turning your problems over to God. Stop trying to fix it yourself because it ain't about you, boo-boo. You can't work your way out of it. You can't save the money to buy your way out of it. I can't bail you out of it. People can't pray you out of it. 
until you do something yourself. And that's starting to become obedient to the Word of God. You've got to give your life to God. And you've got to start living the way God told you to. God, that sounds harsh, don't it? It even tasted harsh when I said it. But the truth is, you want the world to change? Start changing. You want the world to get better? Start living better. You want to be saved? Trust in the guy that died on the cross for you. You want to get a better life? Turn it over to him. Now, did I tell you that it was going to be sunshine and roses? Nope, I told you it was going to be a better life. And a better way of life is when you have adversity in your life, disaster in your life, death in your life, all those things that we mourn and sorrowful for and get ticked off at the whole world about. If we have God in our lives, what happens? What happens when we have God in our lives? We can deal with it better because God has a way for us to deal with it. It's His way, not our way. Okay? I don't know if I've reached my limits today or not. I know I've reached the end of my message. My message to you today is this. You want a better life? Find Christ. If you don't know Christ, you ain't going to have a better life. Now, finding Christ is one thing, right? Accepting Christ is another. And then, I found Him. I accepted Him. And now i got to do something I really hate. i got to obey Him. i got to obey His Word. And none of us in this room likes being an authority over them, do they? Nobody likes to be told what to do. But i got a book up here that has a whole list of things that God requires me to do. And if I'll start doing those things, my life will get better. Is the world going to get better? Not without people getting better with God. Do y'all know that we're in the minority right now? Christian people are in the minority right now. We are at a place where we either turn our lives over to God and start doing right, or we fall in line with everybody else. Me personally, I don't like following other people. I don't like doing what everybody else does. I like to go on my own road. And you know who sets my road for me? God set my path. God created me for a purpose. To do something. There are other people that can do it, yeah. But He created me for a certain purpose for me to do. And when I find my purpose, when I find my purpose, I have to exploit that person, that purpose. And I have to perform that purpose to the best of my ability. But God says I can do all things through Him, right? So when I find my purpose, I also find my perfection. Because God is perfect. God will bring you to a perfect place where you need to be.
got to trust them. Now today, I know this is a hard message. It's a harsh message. It's a it's a message of straighten up and do right. Do what God's called us to do. Turn our lives over to Christ and live like God called us. You're in this room today and you don't even know who Jesus is. You've never accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. How can you follow Him? How can you be obedient to somebody you don't even know? And don't know you? Oh, that's the sad part. Because a lot of people are going to go to heaven. They're going to get up there in that judgment time and Jesus is going to look at them. And they're going to give their list of accolades of what they did. Oh, I went to church every Sunday. I prayed for people all the time. I gave my tithes and my offerings. I even prayed for healing in your name. I did a lot of things in your name, Jesus. And he's going to look at them and he's going to say, Depart from me, for I know you not. See, it's not about what you know about Jesus. What Jesus knows about you and drive a relationship. A lot of y'all in here have relationships, right? How do the most successful relationships work? Through communication. Communicating with each other. Telling each other what your needs are. Telling each other what your thoughts are. That's the way it works, guys. And with God, it's the same way. We got to be in a relationship with Christ. Because he said in his own words, no one comes to the Father except through me. God separated himself from man back in the Garden of Eden. And unfortunately, when God says something, he can't change his mind. Because he's so powerful that once he says it, it's done. So he gave his son pay the price that we inherited. We all talk, we all hear these stories that's going on now about how certain people owe other people because their grandparents and their great-grandparents and their godparents and all that, they, we owe people money for that, right? Let me tell you something. The only person I owe anything to is Christ because he paid it all for me. He paid for my life. He paid for my salvation. He paid for my mansion in heaven. He paid my retirement plan. I got a patch on my vest that says, preaching is not very good, doesn't have a very good benefit program. But the retirement plan is out of this world. And you know what? My retirement plan is out of this world because this is temporary. I'm just passing through. But I know I'm passing through the gates of heaven if you like such a Christ. If you don't know that this morning, wherever you are around this world, wherever my voice is being heard, if you don't know that you know that you're going to heaven, can I tell you something? If you don't know that you know, you're probably going to hell. Because that's the only two destinations there are. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. So it's time today. Make up your mind. Do you want to burn in hell or do you want to rejoice in heaven? It's up to you. It's your choice to make. 
can't make it for you. Your mama can't make it for you. Your daddy can't make it for you. Your wife can't make it for you. Your husband can't make it for you. Mama, you can't make it for your children either. They have to decide. And I know there's people out there in this world right now that's going to be going, oh, he just messed up. But no, I didn't mess up because God said it has to be a personal relationship. My mom and daddy's relationship with God has nothing to do with my foundation. My aunts and uncles don't have anything to do with my salvation. It's personal. So if you're not there yet, today's a perfect day. So don't hesitate. Don't waste time. Now is the day. I can't tell you any plainer than that, can I? Can't make it any clearer to you? I can say it like this. You have two choices in life, hell or heaven. Which one do you want? Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. So that tells me i got to accept Christ. Period. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Dear Heavenly Father, I gave the word that you gave me today out of Deuteronomy. I did my best. I tried to explain it. I tried to show it your words through my mouth. Now, Father, let your words out of my mouth go into their ears and open their eyes that they can see. Let them receive what they need today. Whether they need to repent and change from their evil ways or whether they need to accept you as Lord and Savior or whether they just need to rekindle their belief in God. Whatever it may be, let it take place right now in this house and across this world. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Yeah. All right, guys. You know what's next, right? Is that, is that all you come here for, for birthdays? You know, you know, I like, I like birthdays, birthdays as much as anybody else, because there's other things you got to be taken care of first. Does anybody, anybody in this room today need Jesus? If you, if you do, raise your hand. hand. If you if need, you need to, come to come up here and see me about, about it, come see me, see me right, right now. Get up, Get up and come, come to me right now. Come on. Come on. What's up, little man? Meet me. You all right? It's good to have you home. Do you need Jesus in your life? Have you ever asked me to come before? Mm-hmm. Do you ask him to come into your life? I want you to pray a prayer, okay? Use your words and tell him that you're a sinner and that you need Christ in your life. And ask him to come into you right now. Can you do that? Okay, okay go ahead. Go ahead. Use your words. Um, I need you to let you know what happens in my life. Okay. Amen. I see, I see another hand go up too. Are you, you need, need encouragement? Or you just need somebody to say something to you? you need, you need to, talk to talk to me afterwards, afterwards come see me, okay? okay? This, this young, young man is very special, special to us. 
Some of y'all probably, probably don't, don't know him because I think some, some of y'all didn't come here after he left. But he, but he said, said to me up here just now that he needs God back in his life. life. He's asked Christ to come back into his life today. Y'all think, think he's you think, you think he's, he's on the right path? Say amen. amen. You welcome him back home. All right. There's a little, little proud, proud mama in the back back, back there, y'all. <laughs> Let me tell, tell you something. I have, I have seen, seen it time and time and time and time and time again for people, people sit in church for a long, long time. time. And they, and they talk, talk the talk. Sometimes, sometimes they even walk the walk. walk. But, a but a word will come out. out. The, right the right word will hit them. And they'll, and they'll say, I need Jesus right now. I don't, I don't have, have that relationship you're talking about. about I need it right, right now. I don't, I don't know if the world saw that or not. I don't, I don't know if it was recorded or not. If it, if it is, put it, put it out there. Because I'm going to tell you something, people. people. It's, it's time to quit being ashamed of receiving Christ and start living for God. Turn your life over to Him before you die and go to hell. Good night. Goodbye. See you later. Love you. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.